Hi, and welcome to Authentically ADHD with me, Carmen, your host. I created this podcast to help anybody that struggles with neurodiversity. As a late diagnosed ADHDer, teacher, and life coach, I want to help as many people as I can with this disorder, give you tips, tricks, the new research, and some mindset work along the way. I'm here to spread positivity and help seriously as many people as possible. Are you ready? Let's get started. Hi, my friend. I am so glad you pressed play today because I've been working on this series for quite some time. For the next three episodes, we will take a deep dive into understanding overwhelm, where it comes from, why ADHDers tend to get stuck in overwhelm, and how to manage it, and eventually, maybe even overcome overwhelm. The work is not easy, and it takes a lot of honesty and vulnerability. Are you ready? Let's get started. So let's talk about overwhelm. Do you feel like you rush around all the time? Like life is speeding by and you're just trying to catch up? Like just living in chaos? Same. It is a part of ADHD that we forget. We have a hyperactive nervous system. And not only do we have a hyperactive brain, but our nervous system is hyperactive as well. Then add in time blindness and all the other wonderful things that come with ADHD. And we will literally always feel like we are rushing around. I remember feeling so incredibly overwhelmed. I would just drop to the floor in tears, like anywhere from dropping things all day, running late, having to go back home because I forgot something and then go back home again because I forgot something else. And then all the shame that we feel on top of it, it's exhausting to try to keep up with how fast my brain is going, let alone how fast society wants me to go. But then an interesting thought entered my brain. First of all, I am not neurotypical, so why am I trying to fit into a neurotypical box? Why am I trying to keep up with my faster than normal brain? instead of trying to take control of my own brain and slow it down. With that question, my self-improvement journey started. I signed up to be a Beachbody coach. I lost some unwanted weight, gained muscle, and to my surprise, my ADHD symptoms were a little less prominent. When I made this realization, I was listening to the I Have ADHD podcast by Kristen Carter, and I was helping my parents stay in the deck. I don't know why, but I remember this moment very, very clearly. I had just earned my LLC life coaching certification, and I was wondering what my next step was, what my next self-improvement project would be, if I would start a business. So in true ADHD impulsive fashion, I I started this podcast. (laughs) I joined Focus right around the same time. So a lot of the methods and ideas I was learning helped me with my research. It also helped me with my own 
issues with ADHD, my overwhelm, my disorganization. I thought I had literally slowed down my overwhelm, that I had overcome it completely. What a cute thought that I had because this was over the summer. Now, if you didn't already know, I'm a teacher. So doing this podcasting coaching, those were two things were my job at that point. Then fall started, school started, and my plate was again filled over the top to overwhelm. At this point, I became frustrated and my work wasn't the best. My listenership went down, my job performance was half-assed, and again, I was buried in fear, scarcity, and anxiety. Notice how I didn't use the word overwhelm there. Because here's the thing about overwhelm. It's a self-protecting emotion, like anger or fear. When we are feeling self-protective, we cannot be productive because we believe we aren't enough, that we don't have enough time, or that whatever we do won't be good enough. And as I've said before in this podcast, these emotions will not drive action that you are proud of, nor will it get you closer to your goals. Now, in this first episode, we're going to deconstruct overwhelm. We're going to deep dive into the emotion of overwhelm. Because overwhelm is like anger. It's usually covering up other emotions that we don't want to feel. My coach and Brene Brown, they both taught me that getting stuck in overwhelm and fear will stop us in our tracks of growth and create more anxiety and fear. We then may go further and stay in overwhelm. Like some of these thoughts may be, who am I to think that I can write a podcast people will want to listen to? Or I am not enough for this job. Or why do I have to be honest when they quote unquote don't? It's their fault I feel this way. This is, these are some of the thoughts that can kind of hide behind the feeling of overwhelm, which usually results from fear of getting it right, fear of not being perfect. So overwhelm and perfectionism kind of go hand in hand. And like I've said before, perfectionism is self-destructive and addictive. So that's a whole nother episode, which I do have, I do have episodes on it. But we cannot show up like this. We end up living and acting in ways that are outside our values. And the key to getting over overwhelm involves three main ideas that you have to really live into. And what I mean by live into is that it takes practice. It takes a lot of vulnerability. It takes failing and getting back up again. And it takes time to build the tools to overcome overwhelm. This is why I've made a three-part series on overwhelm, because there is so much to it, and we can't improve overnight. We can make small steps of progression, little bits at a time. One of the things that my coach says is if you can improve by even just 1% or 0.5% each day, you're growing. So why do we feel overwhelmed when we're self-perfecting? We don't want to feel fear, anxiety, or scarcity. So we go into overwhelm because for some reason, society is more accepting of overwhelm than fear, even though they derive from each other. (laughs) 
We want to get better about not falling into overwhelm. And if we want to do that, we need to improve ourselves in three different areas. I'm going to name the three areas, then go into a deep dive of each. If you're the type of person who likes to take notes, because that's who I am. And I'm, you know, I've been honest before and I'm honest now about the fact that I don't post an exact transcript with my episodes. I write out my episodes and I don't like to write them and then type them. So the day that they find an app that can take my notebook written messy papers and turn them into a text that'll be the day that you guys will get a full transcript of what I say so this is example of the key points self-awareness self-acceptance and being vulnerable self-awareness is being aware of your capacity your emotions thoughts etc and how it is affecting the others the other people like around you self acceptance is understanding that you are human you have adhd and these emotions will never just go go away like we are feeling machines that think we are humans not robots remember any situation triggers a thought that triggers an emotion that drives your action or inaction and therefore creates your results. And number three, being vulnerable. Okay, I know this is broad because being vulnerable can mean a lot of different things. It includes admitting to your mistakes, knowing your weaknesses, owning up to them, and having honest, hard conversations and asking for help. You may be wondering why vulnerability is so important to overcoming overwhelm, and I'm so excited to share this because I believe it's a new idea that I thought up while rereading Dare to Lead by Brene Brown, but I'm getting ahead of myself. I want you to think about the last time you felt overwhelmed. I invite you to get out a piece of paper and write it out or print out the freebie, but be detailed. What was overwhelming you? What other emotions were behind that overwhelm? If you're like me, you're like, um, all of it. But a lot of times, ADHD brains, we, they make, they like to make everything scream at us at the same volume. Like everything is important. It's kind of the default of black and white thinking. And that's why the first step to overcoming overwhelm is self-awareness. You have to learn about yourself first. You have to recognize that you're in overwhelm first. And ADHDers don't, we don't, assess, we don't self-assess very well. And we are unable to because we were never taught. Well, I'm here to teach you because I've been successful in doing so. Self-awareness includes checking in with your mind and emotions Yes, several times a day. And ADHDers tend to think of themselves as only brains. We feel like we don't have time to feel or learn about ourselves and our emotions. But that exact thought, that's what's holding you back. And I'm so, so sorry to tell you that. But you won't overcome overwhelm without self-awareness. 
Use these questions next as a guide. They will also be in the accompanying in the accompanying freebie in the show notes. When you refuse to dig deep, it costs you your hopes and dreams. So let's dig. Number one, I grew up believing vulnerability is blank. When I feel overwhelmed, I take these actions. What am I afraid of? Am I tired? What are all the thoughts in my brain? Emotions in my brain? What makes me feel scared or vulnerable? What is my capacity? What season of life am I in? Is the season of life that you're in affecting your capacity? And can you be vulnerable and ask for help? I want to give you space to answer these questions in the best ways that you can. Because believe it or not, they will uncover some emotions that you may want to give it, dig into. They may uncover some negative thought patterns that you may want to dig into. We are building self-awareness with those questions and building a tolerance to actually feel our emotions. I invite you to drop down into your body, ground yourself, and actually let the feeling of overwhelm take over your body. If you didn't know this, emotions scientifically only last about 90 seconds. That's why they come over us as waves. So let yourself sit in overwhelm for a few minutes before answering these questions. And they may really, really, it may really, really help you answer these questions. Are you looking to get more support from a trauma-informed coach in a coaching program? Possibly looking for community, looking for people who understand you, and for strategies and real-life ways to get better with your ADHD? I would love to join to invite you to join Focused, the program made for adults with ADHD. Kristen Carter is amazing, and she has made an amazing program for adults with ADHD. So this holiday season, give yourself a gift and use my show notes link to save money on your first month of Focused. I mean, it saves us both some money on a month of Focused, and who couldn't save some money around this time of year? Hope to see you in there. It makes sense that we get trapped in this black and white thinking that pushing all of our feelings down is how we can work better. But that's false and we need because we need to feel better first in order to do better. There are so many of us that live with a wall up, proud that no one is going to break them down. It may give you a false sense of security or safety, but what you're really doing is reinforcing to your brain that things like perfectionism, hiding our emotions, and the false compartmentalization, 
mentalizing, I'm not even going to try to say that word again, you know, when you compartmentalize your life and our work. (laughs) It makes sense because we were raised to be rewarded for being easier to manage, but it's no one else's job or right to manage you. That's your job that you must be willing to own. You may be wondering, like, what does this have to do with overwhelm? Well, overwhelm is actually a thought that comes from an emotion or several emotions. Meanwhile, we have spent our whole lives trying to become disconnected from our emotions to the point that we are literally unable to recognize which physical feelings are connected to which emotions in our brain and body. Since overwhelm is triggered by emotions, we have to have an open heart and practice vulnerability. We have to connect to our emotions and understand what they are and why they're there. What are they trying to tell you? Your decision making, critical thinking, and self-compassion can grow so that you can access your true self and put away your ego. Because that's the part that's stopping you. It's the shame. See, our ego will do almost anything to avoid or minimize that discomfort associated with being vulnerable or feeling shame. The ego has no interest in authentic living, and its only interest is in self-protection and admiration. We also build up the wall when we think being liked or respected is at risk because we might be wrong or when our emotions may be perceived by others in a way that we can't manage or control. But I have a secret. We cannot control how others perceive us and we never will be able to. We cannot control the ways that we feel. We can only control the way we act and it will only bring us to feeling shame which is a huge driver when you're overwhelmed. Do you identify with being overwhelmed, then beating yourself up to a pulp to actually do the activity or task or project or whatever, and then from all of the beating up, you just feel exhausted. You burn out after you've finished the one task. And it's just this cycle of then you're overwhelmed again, beat yourself up. It's like we are punching ourselves in the face in order to get things done. And that doesn't make sense. Do you recognize that shame appears with your overwhelm? If we are in control of our own emotions, why would we choose to feel in ways that do not serve us? Brene Brown says it best in a quote from her book, Daring Greatly, and it's also in Dare to Lead. As children, we found ways to protect ourselves from vulnerability, from being hurt, diminished, and disappointed. We put on our armor, we used our thoughts, emotions, and behaviors as weapons, and we learned how to make ourselves scarce, even sometimes to disappear. Now, as adults, we realize that to live with courage, purpose, and true connection, to be the person we long to be, we must be vulnerable. We must take off the armor, put down the weapons, show up, and let ourselves be seen. This quote explains how we grow up being taught to push our feelings down, toughen up, etc. When we should have been taught how to feel our emotions through the good and the bad, including overwhelm. Acknowledge that it makes sense that you feel overwhelmed. 
validate that emotion and feel it. It's uncomfortable, but it's necessary. When neurodiverse children are raised by parents who don't know how this type of brain works, we often are raised being masked, trying to make up for our own mistakes, and we end up believing that we are failures. Now, as we grow, we see people acting in ways that we never thought possible because we always felt like we were the problem. Losing things constantly, being late, missing deadlines, etc., etc., and that can be determined, it can be detrimental to our health, our physical and mental health. We end up falling into armoring up, putting up walls, foreboding joy, and acting out of perfectionism and numbing our emotions. The healthier approach to our neurodiverse brains is that they are so easily overwhelmed. It's it's just, it's, we are so easily overwhelmed because we struggle with prioritization, decision-making, planning, cognitive flexibility, emotional regulation, and organization. We have to validate that. It makes sense that you feel overwhelmed. You have ADHD, and I'm sure you have a ton to do, don't we all? The work of a teacher never ends. I'm also a podcaster and a life coach and a significant other and a daughter, etc., etc. We all have full plates. But look at your to-do list. How many things are on it? Or are you keeping it all in your head? And when you don't get some of these things done, how do you treat yourself? You cannot hate yourself to improve. It does not work that way. The first step is self-acceptance as you are. Does that mean that you don't want to improve? No. Acceptance looks like I am a worthy person who gets overwhelmed because I'm human, but I can become a person who knows how to handle that overwhelm. I can learn strategies to improve. I can learn how to feel my emotions, and I can become more self-aware in order to start. And this is where it starts. Stay tuned for episode two, where we will talk about all of the triggers of overwhelm and how to recognize them. Stay authentic, my friends. We will talk soon.